implemented this strategy with, um, you know, with this trust, I was able to, uh, you know, I, I, first year I didn't make my, I didn't have to pay any taxes legally. So this is what I, he wanted me to talk to you about today. And I just want to preface what I'm saying is that this is absolutely 100% legal. Uh, I work with a law firm that has been creating this trust for 49 years. It has been vetted by the IRS and everything is in accordance with IRS tax code. So what I want to talk about today is how this works in real estate because there are three major ways for you guys to be able to legally lower your taxes and it's pretty amazing. So the first thing I'm going to talk about is the fact with this strategy that any any passive income of any kind and it doesn't have to be real estate but obviously for us in real estate that's going to be uh, rents usually right we have investment properties maybe it's, maybe it's Airbnb multifamily single family it doesn't matter if this trust owns that asset and you're getting rents into the trust directly then that money is not considered a taxable event for the trust. The second huge advantage that we have as real estate investors by using this trust is that when you own a, a, a trust asset, any kind, like say again, investment properties, right? If you sell one as a trust asset, then there is not considered a capital gains event which means you never have to do a 1031 exchange ever. It's unnecessary, it's irrelevant, and frankly, it's obsolete if you have, if you have this trust. And finally, for those of us who flip, those of us who uh, wholesale, right, that income is normally considered uh, ordinary income, and you, you get above $165,000 a year, then you're going to be paying 32% off of that. And yes, I know as real estate investors, we expense everything we can, but doing this for 20 years, I know how the game is played. I played it myself. Uh, but eventually, if you make enough money, you got to make, you got to cut a check the IRS anyway. And what you can do with this trust is that you can use your, you can run your wholesale business, your flip and fit, flip it, fix and flip business through an LLC, make the trust a 90% member of your LLC sell your assets of the trust, I mean, of the uh, LLC into the trust, lease them back to the LLC. I'm gonna go over this in more detail. Don't worry, I'm just introducing this, okay? Then you can move as much as 90% of that income coming in to your LLC into, into passive income for the trust, which will again, not be considered a taxable event. So uh, does anybody wanna hear how this is done? Is this an interesting concept for you guys? If it is, let me know. Because uh, this, I love to teach about this because there's a heck of a lot of value. Absolutely. Okay, sounds great. All right. This trust is called a non-grantor, irrevocable, complex, discretionary spendthrift trust. Every one of those pillars that I just mentioned has has a very very uh, uh, vital role and being able to provide the value that we're all looking for in this trust. At a basic level, it is an asset protection trust. The spendthrift provision 
means that if you have any assets in the trust, they are basically impenetrable by the by the government or by lawsuits. Only if, you, if they can prove you're committing fraud can they penetrate the trust. Otherwise, they cannot get to it. Okay, so I have had this experience myself, and I was able to stop a lawsuit in these tracks a year. I was last year because I informed the attorney that had sent me a letter telling me that uh, I was probably going to get sued. And I said, that's great. I understand it. But uh, let me just give you some information. So you have you, you have your due diligence done. Uh, I am the trustee of this trust. It has a spendthrift provision. I myself do not own any property, nor do I have any official income. My income is like I could qualify for food stamps. Okay. And I said, you're welcome to go after it. But I just will let you know because of the spendthrift provision, you know, the judge is going to toss this. And never heard back from the attorney again. Went away. See you later. So it's very, very nice. Okay, this uh, this this trust has been around for as long as the in some form has been around since since bef uh, before uh, uh, you know uh, Bunker Hill and uh, the Battle of Lexington. It came originally. It, you know, its origins is in England. But as far as we're concerned, the modern version of it came in the in, in the 20th century when the U.S. tax code was instituted. The 1930s, this trust has a special tax code for it. It's IRS code 643. And the reason for that is because the ultra wealthy have been using this trust and this tax strategy for them to be able to hold on to their assets and not have them get touched and to be able to get the amazing tax benefits that I was telling you about in the introduction. So, um, that's why, you know, it's, and people say, well, how come nobody knows about it? Well, you had to be super, super rich to be able to, to know about it because it was kept, you know, I don't want to say it was kept secret, but they weren't certainly taking out, you know, ads or doing infomercials about them. It was, you know, you, if, you, if you were one of them, then you knew. So, but all it's been around, like I said, as soon as that tax code was implemented and the IRS code 643 was implemented, they had to do with this trust, then... You know, that means it was, if you knew about it, you could take advantage of it. So what are we talking about here as far as how this works? Well, let's just talk about the, let's talk about the pillars first. It is a non-grantor trust. That means that if you're going to be the trustee of the trust, you cannot form the trust yourself. It has to be somebody else that actually officially opens the trust. And then names you the trustee and then resigns. Okay. So that way it is a non grantor trust. A grantor trust is if you are the trustee and you open the trust up yourself, that gives you zero tax benefits because the IRS will consider this to be an alter ego of yourself. And uh, before I forget, I do want to say that uh, I am presenting this for informational purposes only. I am not a licensed CPA or attorney, but I use this trust. I know a lot about it. And I, of course, I would always say that before you enter into any financial transaction, you speak with a licensed professional before doing that. So that's my disclaimer. Now we can move on. The second part of this is it's an irrevocable trust. That means that when you, you cannot just use the trust as a holding pin between you can transfer stuff in and out. You sell 
your assets irrevocably to the trust so they become the trust property okay the third so it's also a discretionary trust that means that as trustee you have 100 percent discretion to maintain up you know up uh have the upkeep and uh do everything with the trust needs to be done on the behalf of the beneficiaries and finally the spendthrift provision which i already told you about from asset protection so that's the structure of the trust now let me tell you how it works now, i will talk to you about this from my experience as a real estate investor who's been doing this for 20 years okay if i so one of my biggest one of my biggest uh, strategies was of course subject to so i i'm a foreclosure investor so uh, i found you know someone's in foreclosure reached out to them want to make them offer to buy it so they say okay give me five thousand dollars and i'll deed the property and i'll walk away okay we all know subject to i hope okay so what i would do in that situation is that i would have the seller the homeowner deed the property to my trust okay my trust would cut them a check for five thousand dollars now this becomes a trust property and then i have a assignment of note so that way the trust is obligated to make the payments in a subject to deal so now my trust owns the property and makes all the payments everything has to do with the with, with that property the trust pays for okay and so then when i decided I, you know normally what i would do is i wouldn't do a big rehab i just do like a put lipstick on a pig type situation you know uh, make it look pretty and then flip it okay so then my trust will put that up for sale sell it the money comes into the trust and again any short-term capital gains any kind of capital gains at all those as long as i keep them inside the trust i don't disperse to my beneficiaries and um you know uh the money's in the trust bank account basically then uh that is not considered a taxable event okay now if i do a short sale and or let's say let's say for example that same scenario so if i uh do a subject to deal but instead of selling it i'm going to rent it so i put a new buy i put a new uh renter in there the renter pays the rent to the trust that goes in the corpus of the trust trust bank account that in a passive income is not considered a taxable event for the trust again as long as it stays inside the trust and you don't disperse to any, dis any uh, beneficiaries now let's say that um so i already talked about the fact when i when i sell the investment property no capital gains now let's say that if i if i'm a wholesaler and i talk to that that person in foreclosure i tie the property up in a uh you know a contract the trust is on the contract as as the wholesale buyer right so you do what you do normally in your wholesaling you go out there you try to find an in buyer so you get your wholesale uh fee so then at closing the trust gets that fee okay do we see a pattern here right so what we're doing here is we want to run everything that we're doing from a real estate perspective through the trust for the asset protection and for the the tax the tax benefits that come here all right now if i was a business owner let's say if i'm in real estate i'm also an agent and i get commissions 
or if I if or if I'm a 1099 employee or a contractor, and I'm paid you know with money, but I'm a 1099 status, or if I have a business, I'm selling something, I'm selling a service, selling a product, I'm getting money. That is active ordinary income. So what I would do in that situation is I would have it all run through an LLC. I would make the trust a 90% member of that LLC. And I, any assets that the, that the LLC has, I would sell them to the trust. And the trust would lease those assets back to the LLC with the, uh, with the uh, end game being that at tax time, when you know you once you've dispersed, I mean, excuse me, once you've um, deducted all of your deductions, expensed everything out, you're left with your pre-tax net income. What the trust, what we can do with this strategy with the trust, is that the IRS will allow up to ninety, or excuse me, up to seventy percent of a pre-tax net income for a business LLC in this in this case to be used. Um, as a lease payment. So if I had a million dollars of net income on this business, then I can I can charge or the trust can take up as, as much as 70% of that as a lease payment. So then I can move $700,000 from my pre-tax net income from the LLC into the trust as a lease payment, leaving $300,000 my trust is a 90% limited partner in the LLC, so it can take 90% of the remaining amount of pre-tax net income, which in this case is $270,000, and that goes over to the trust as a K-1 distribution, which means my LLC is only, only has around $30,000 as taxable income to calculate their taxes. $970,000 has moved over to the trust as a lease payment and a K-1 distribution, which for the trust is passive income, which means that as long as it stays inside the trust, it's not dispersed to the beneficiaries, that is a non-taxable event, okay? So as real estate investors, you can see that no matter what we do in our business, if we center, if we use the trust as a hub for that business, then our tax burden is going to be significantly reduced. Significantly reduced. Okay? And that's the beauty. And the nice thing is these trusts can last forever. I mean, I fully intend my grandson, who's three and a half years old right now, to eventually take over as trustee. Because this is a lot this allows me to have all of our personal and business assets in the trust. If when something happens to me, my wife takes over as a trustee, when she eventually goes the way of, of all people in this life, then my daughter is set, set to be the trustee, and so on and so forth. These trusts can be renewed every 21 years, and they're amazing. So um, this totally transformed my, my real estate investing business, my short sale business, my flipping business, my subject to business, and... I just wish I'd known about it earlier because, like I said, I mean, how much money was I was paying a lot of money in taxes, and it was just you know it's crazy to to realize that I was I didn't know what I was doing from that point of view. My accountant didn't know, you know, but you know now I know. Thank goodness. 
So my opinion is, is that if you are a buy and hold investor and you don't have your properties in a trust, then you should look at it because you're, you're losing money on taxes with that. And you're also not taking advantage of the 100% lawsuit and judgment proof asset protection the trust gives you. If you are, you know, if you sell investment properties that are a capital gains event, and you're, you're still trying to use that old method of, of 1031s, where you've got to get that property under contract in what, 45 days, got to close it in six months. And if it's not a, a total, a, a complete match, you got to pay the boot, you know, the taxes on, you know, on whatever doesn't fit. And lots of times you can't find a, you can't find a, a, a similar property and you have to pay the taxes anyway. With the trust, you don't have to worry about that. Sell it as a trust asset, the money comes in, no checks go to the IRS. It's a non-taxable event for capital gains. And like I said, if you have any kind of ordinary income, use an LLC, pass, you know, do a lease pass, pass through, you know, a, a, a lease back, the K-1, and you can move most of that money legally from your LLC into your trust and pay very little, if any, money on your taxes. On your LLC, your trust won't pay any money either. Okay? So that is a really brief, basic description of what the, the trust and what this strategy can do. And so, uh, Victor, with your permission, I open up to the floor and you guys can ask any questions you want. But you have to unmute yourself first. So <laughs> you mentioned about it has to be, does it have to be irrevocable? Yes. What about if you have it set up as a revocable? Doesn't work. It has to be Doesn't it has to be non-grantor, irrevocable, complex, discretionary, spendthrift trust. It has to be this trust and, and with all five pillars. I have one more question, if sure. you don't mind. Mm -hmm. You mentioned that I, you have to have someone else uh, open it and yes. then make you a uh, trustee. Yes. Who would you trust? <laughs> What's to trust? My neighbor uh, did. Or, my or neighbor did lawyer? it for me. My neighbor did it for me. Okay. I mean, literally, all you do when you get when the when the attorney you know when the law firm sends the trust book out, you know, you have okay. a small section for this. It's called a settlor or a grantor or a settlor. And then okay. you just we went down to the UPS store where there's a notary there, you know, and he signed the paperwork. And the last paper he the, the, the one of the most important papers is that he 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 officially opened the trust. The second one was that he named me as the trustee. The third thing is is that he resigned. Okay, they they were all notarized. All notarized, yes. They go back into okay, they go back into your um, trust book, and now. Now it's a non, it's officially a non-grantor trust, and now I am the trustee of the trust, and I control everything. I own nothing. Nothing. Yes, that's amazing. Yes. Thank you. Yes, uh, Ralph, you had you had your hand up. Yeah, um, I I think that's an excellent opportunity to build wealth over yes. time, because you use all the money that you would have otherwise paid in taxes mm -hmm. to even improve prove your wealth more mm -hmm. and what happens if the I don't know exactly is it the trustee or the beneficiary what happens if he or she takes out money to make their daily living because the alternative would be you just do your business and you pay your life out of your net income but if you let it run over the trust we have more money in the trust including all the taxes but at some stage it has to be like paid out to whoever 
does the business and whoever right. has to live from that? That's a very good question. And sprechen Sie Deutsch? Yeah. Ja, ich spreche ein ja. bisschen äh, äh, Deutsch. <lacht> ich habe zwei Jahre Deutsch ge gelernt, gelernt. Sehr gut. Sehr ja, gut. Na, mein Akzent ist äh, sehr schlecht, aber äh, ich habe viel vergessen. Ja, Seit okay. äh, drei Jahren habe ich äh, nie ein Wort, äh, ein deutsches Wort gesprochen. <lacht> but, but still very good. Well, I appreciate it. I speak Russian and Finnish better than that. But anyway, I'll answer your question. Wow. Um, okay. Okay, so here's the way it works. When you have, you know, remember, when you become the trustee, you want to sell your assets into the trust because it's an irrevocable trust, which means you sell them, okay? Yeah. Now, the trust does not pay you money for those, for those assets. They pay you paper, in paper, okay? So yeah. it's a note. So that note has a monetary value. When I sold all my assets to the trust, my note, the, the, we call, you call it a promissory note, you call it the man note, whichever way you want to call it, owes me a, a million dollars, okay? So anytime that I need cash, I just drop on my demand note and it's tax-free. Okay. As long as there's money for the, for the inside the trust to pay for it, okay? Yeah. But I will also say one thing that I omitted in my presentation. How many of you have a business? Any kind of business, any kind of business entity. Okay, you got, you know, okay, so you guys have an entity. All right, so you know that you're somewhat limited on what you're allowed to write off, correct? Okay. It's a whole different ball game when you're dealing with a trust and what the trust can pay as a trust expense. Okay. So the trust basically can pay for almost everything that happens in your life, both professionally and personally, except for three things. We call them the three F's. Food, fashion, and fun. That's it. The trust can pretty much pay for everything. So think about this. If you, if you have a primary residence and you sell your house into, I mean, you sell your house into the trust, so it becomes a trust asset. Trust pays for absolutely everything. Mortgage payment, insurance, lawn maintenance, you got a you got a maid coming in. You pay. You, you know the, the trust pays her, cuts her a check. Uh, the water heater goes out. Trust pays for it. Okay. You want to put a new pool in. Trust pays for it. You know. Uh, let's say you have some. Uh, you know, here in Florida, a hurricane comes in, and you got to get a new roof, but you got to pay the deduct deductible. Trust pays for it. Okay. Uh, vehicles. When you have your vehicles in there, you know you you can only you can only write off a certain percent of your mileage. Uh, for a vehicle if you're running through your business. I know that because I've done it for 20 years. And a trust, every single thing that you're paying out for that vehicle, it's a trust expense. Gas, mileage, jiffy loop, you know, going to Firestone to get your uh, tires uh, rotated or get an alignment or whatever you want done. Everything is a trust expense. Okay, and it's all paid for with non-taxable dollars. Whereas now you're paying for most of that stuff with post-tax dollars, okay? If for your beneficiaries, if you have children, you know, minor people, minor children in your in your in your trust as beneficiaries, trust pretty much pays for everything for them, okay? School, tuition, books, tutors. If they're in, if they're in, you know, they they want to go and get gym, gymnastics letter or uh, lessons, trust pays. Tennis lessons, trust pays. Anything to do with health, 
trust pays. Anything having to do with wellness for anybody, adults as well with a trust, pays for it. Okay? So that's why I'm trying to get, wrap, your, wrap your head around this. Okay? The trust pays for most of your normal expenses that you're currently paying for with post-tax dollars. Okay? What it doesn't pay for, food, fashion, and fun, that you can take from your demand note. And so that way you're you're not really there's no there's really no necessity to to take a salary or take a disbursement it's going to cost you, you know, ordinary income, 24 to 32%. You can if you want to, there's no law against it, but it just so understand it's taxable. If you would if you would do that at one stage for whatever reason, then you would pay like twenty four to thirty two percent. That's generally tax. what I, that's generally what a ten ninety nine go uh, is charging. I think ten ninety nine like up up to one hundred sixty five thousand dollars is uh, is charged at twenty four percent, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it's thirty two okay. above one sixty five. Okay? okay. Yeah, uh, Wendy, that's you have great. your hand up. Wendy, is your hand up? Actually, I was just telling you I had a business, but. Oh, okay. Um, but I do have a question. Sure. So how long does it take to create this trust? Uh, it takes a long time, at least a week and a half, two weeks. <laughs> okay. And I wish I would have known this like a month ago when I, I'm selling one of my properties now. So when you're in the middle of a sale, you can't, you can't sell it to the trust, can you? What you would need to do is you would need to get permission from your buyer to say, mm -hmm. listen, I want to put this into a trust for tax okay. reasons. Would you allow us to, to uh, uh, re, you know, redo the contract so that way the trust is selling it to you and not um, okay. and not my company or whatever? And generally, they're, generally right. they'll work with you. I mean, it's a negotiation. Just you need to, do, you know, just to, need to have that understanding. But yeah, why not? You know, it doesn't okay. it doesn't cost them a dime. You keep the other other um, uh, other conditions in, in in play, right? Right. Listen, okay. I, I'll tell you an example I had. I had a, a business owner in Alabama in, in August. He was under contract to sell his business for uh, $7.5 million. So uh, he, he saw one of my TikTok videos. You see, I obviously look at my face. I'm obviously a TikTok star, right? So, uh, but he saw one of my videos and uh, he reached out to me and we talked about this and I gave him the same advice. See if you can you can uh, you know help the guy understand. Look, I'm gonna, he was gonna he was gonna pay 1.7 million dollars in in capital gains tax from that sale. So the buyer worked with him. Got you know the, he was no longer officially under contract. Sold his business assets into the trust. Once they were in the trust, signed a new contract with the buyer. Same buyer, just the only difference that I trust is the seller. And then that 1.7 when they consummated the deal, they closed it. Went to his trust, his trust account, and he didn't have to go. To, didn't have to write that check to the IRS. Nice. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Any more questions? Yes. And, Ralph. and in that example, this person who sold the business into the trust mm -hmm. can now take out seven point five million dollars plus the interest that the or the or the revenue that the that the trust makes with the with the money take it out tax-free for everything 
about the three S. Well, no. Let's say here's the way it would work. Let's say that okay. So when when the when the uh, owner of the business when he sold it to the, the assets to the trust, you sell them at the price that you acquired them at originally, okay. minus okay. any depreciation you may have taken, plus any okay. any um, improvements you may have spent. Okay, you don't sell it at retail price because that would trigger a capital gains uh, a tax event. But if you sell it at a cost ba value basis into the trust, you get the whatever that amount is, is your demand note you're getting from the trust. So let's just say it was $3 million, okay? Well, then, yes, he can take $3 million from that as a demand note. Yes. Yeah. But but the money that's in the trust is $7.5 million because right. the buyer of the business yes. made the deal with the trust, and that money is in the trust now, working. Yes. 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 Okay. There's Thank no, you. there are no seizing issues with the trust. Yeah. You don't have to hold it a certain amount of time in the trust before you can sell it. You can sell it like an hour afterwards if you want to. So it's very flexible. Um, Romana, you have a question? Are you just? Yes, you I just... have a question. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> um. I have a question regarding this. So when you, this is regarding the trust I'm talking about. Yes. Now, say if I, I haven't, you know, if I want to buy a property, mm -hmm. uh, do I, can I set up a trust first and then buy the property through the trust? Or how would that work? I'm just, I'm you just have, thinking. You, know. you have two choices. Mm -hmm. You can, you can buy the property on your own, set the trust up, and then sell the trust, sell the property into the trust. Okay. Or, oh, okay. or you can have the trust already. And then you, if you have the funds or the means to buy it, then you, the trust buys it and it be, automatically becomes a trust property. It just depends on how you do it. You can do it either way. So, what would you suggest? I mean, for a newbie, you know? Well, I, I would say that, I mean, these trusts aren't cheap. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, if, I would, I would, you know, I mean, look, it depends if you have the money, buy it because now your foundation's secure. You're never going to have to worry about taxes being an issue or being sued uh, if you can afford it. Right. But if you can't right. just start, start your investing and work towards it, because right. eventually you want to have this. Like I right. said, listen, guys, those of you who have been more experienced, you, you should know that this is this is definitely I'm not I'm not, um, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm not exaggerating here. If you do real estate long enough, eventually there's going to be a, a lawsuit threat or a lawsuit filed. It's not a question of if it's going to be when. So the right. sooner that you have yourself protected, your, yourself and your assets protected, the better. Secondly, obviously, when you start making money, you're going to eventually start having tax uh, issues. So you want to make sure that that's also in place. But you know what? I didn't know about it. So... You know, I I spent 18 years not knowing it existed, and I was I was just, I was just working the way you normally work it, but we're using land trusts and 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 uh, for for my properties that I buy. But now that I know, of course, I made the, I made the jump. Yes, Wendy. <laughs> Sorry. Um. So you said they're not cheap. What's the average of a trust to set a trust up? What what would be the cost? Twenty one thousand five hundred dollars is what this trust retails for. 
Okay. And my other question is, would you put, do you put, I don't know your situation, but if you had your own house, would you also put that in the trust? I did put it in my trust. Yes. Okay. I sold okay. it into the trust. Okay. And the reason why I did that was because I want the trust to make all the payments and, and take care of all the stuff with tax-free money and not have to pay, you know, I, have to, I don't want to pay for it out of my pocket. Right. Right. And second of all, right. I know that if I, you know, again, it's asset protection. No one can touch it. You know, if somebody slips and falls on my sidewalk, you know, I can call the call nine one one and give them a finger if they if they try to call Morgan and Morgan to to file suit. You know. Okay. Anything else? Okay, Victor, are you still with us? Or are you still hacked? I guess you still hacked. <laughs> yeah. I don't this know. was great information. Thank you. You're welcome. I, I enjoy being here. So if you guys have, Thank um, you. if you guys want, any, anybody wants to talk about this uh, um, in more detail, just reach out to Victor and he can, he can hook us up, you know, uh, um, get us together and we can talk. Like I said, I can do, I do free strategy sessions, go over what, what your situation is like and, um, you know, uh, tell you how it work and, estimate how much you'd save on tax wise and so on and so forth. But, you know, I tell you, Wendy, if you're, I don't know how big your deal is, but, uh, you know, if possible, if, if you are going to get capital gains taxes, um, you know, it might be worth. Yeah. I got, I got nailed on my first flip. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's why this is very interesting to me. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you do a consistent business, there's no reason why you shouldn't. Because you're just throwing money away on, on taxes that you don't have to. Okay, well, I guess that's it then. I, I don't know uh, who's running the meeting. <laughs> is it is it uh, Finley? Are you the one running it, or? Uh... Uh, well, I am. I guess I'm filling in for Victor since he was having some technical difficulties. So I guess if Victor was here, I guess he would say, "Well, uh, thank you so much, Don, for." for joining us today. I really appreciate it. I appreciate everyone for coming out. Um, sorry, that's my very bad impression of Victor. Okay. I can't do it. He has a very smooth voice. Yes. Um, but anyway, I do know Victor would um, like to say thank you everyone for coming and we hope to see you at the next one. And thank you so much, Don, for taking the time to share all of the information that you have shared with everyone today. I'm pretty sure uh, Victor was here he would well if he could speak he would say that this is top gold right here uh, 24 carats and above so yeah that's pretty much it just don't forget to drop your guys information yeah. so I can send out that lovely email to everybody all right yeah so I said Victor's got my information you know Victor can work, work with you guys on that okay so uh, thanks guys I appreciate it. I'm gonna sign off now so uh...